0: Bringing the outdoors to your ears, this is Ramble On by Drift, a publication at the University of Texas at Austin. I'm executive producer, Will Brooks, and I wanted to personally welcome you to the first episode of Ramble On. Today's episode, did you hear that? All about the sounds you heard, and maybe some of the ones you only thought you did. Today's first piece is by Ale Gavalanes.
1: What are the sounds that center you when you need to come back down to earth? Do you like hearing something calm Something chaotic. A mix of both. For A. Bierce, a psychology major at the University of Texas at Austin, those sounds are usually something like the Super Focus playlist on Spotify or YouTube. Their favorite playlist is one called Post K by Frida Yilanova. I specifically use sound when I'm having trouble tuning everything else out. When I need an audible anchor, I I use sound. So sometimes that could be when I'm reading tarot cards, you know, if there's too much distraction, too many noises or too many running thoughts in my head. And it's really just a centering practice. A is a lunar witch. They practice their craft following the phases of, and draw power from, the moon, and worship the triple moon goddess. I really believe it comes from inner strength. You know, a lot of the strength you draw from, it's from your own intuition and from your gut feeling. Spirituality and spiritual practices, like reading tarot cards, and believing in things like astrology, has been coming and going in popularity for decades. On TikTok, the hashtag spirituality has 3.4 billion views. The astrology-based apps CoStar and Nebula both sit within the top 20 lifestyle apps on iTunes. Stress may be the reason for any recent popularity. A small 1982 psychological study by G.A. Tyson found that people affected by social stress things like relationships ending or starting new jobs, are more likely to seek out astrologers. Following the stress of the coronavirus pandemic, an August 2020 study on 5,000 adults conducted by the CDC found that just over 30% of respondents reported having symptoms related to anxiety and depression. Almost 11% reported suicidal ideation within the past 10 days, almost 26% of which were between 18 and 24 years old. It shouldn't be surprising that a lot of people have been burning incense, meditating, manifesting, and collecting crystals for protection. It's a way to find some hope. So I think spirituality is just really finding your strength in whatever god or goddess or being or universe that you find strength in and also yourself. I'm Alejandra Gavilanes, and you're listening to Ramble On.
0: Our next piece is by Elizabeth Jimenez about traditional Inuit throat singing.
2: My name is Samantha Kiutek Metcalf.
3: My name is Kaylin Inuk de and I love to throat sing.
2: Throat singing is a staple of Inuit culture, traditionally performed by girls or women. They use a variety of inhalations and exhalations to create a beautiful song.
3: Throat singing is a game, so there's no huge rules to it. The only rules it has is whoever laughs or messes up
2: first loses. Traditionally, Inuit throat singing was just meant for the women. When the men were out hunting, it was the way for women to have some fun and to pass time. Um, So they came up with throat singing.
3: Polar bear and the wolf, let This is my favorite song and you can really hear the difference because um, the two different sounds we do is <clears throat> and that is the polar bear and then is the wolf. In the imitation songs we used the sounds that were all around us up north and made songs out of them and the lullaby was technically an imitation song, but it's imitating the sounds that the baby would have heard and the vibration that the baby felt when he or her was in the stomach.
2: (laughs) Throat singing is considered a game, but Samantha and Kaelin, who go by the stage name, Tanerik, have done throat singing performances from places like the Calgary Stampede to Justin Trudeau's swearing-in ceremony. We performed at the Truth and Reconciliation, and then Justin Trudeau, one of Justin Trudeau's team uh, members, he saw us, and he wanted to do the swearing, he wanted us to perform at the swearing-in ceremony, so, and it kind of blew up after that, we haven't stopped ever since, and it's been about six years, crazy ride. (laughs) But even before their professional careers took off, they started singing at just 18 months. Now juniors in high school, they've grown up together, which they say has impacted their growth both inside and outside of their culture. As soon as we're together we're tend to like you know what I mean? We're, we're the duo. I think it's definitely brought us closer in friendship but also to our culture because I mean, not even two generations ago, my grandfather couldn't even practice his culture. he couldn't speak Institute, so to be with my partner along my journey, my healing journey, it's pretty insane to see that my best friend is by my side, and I'm looking up in the sky and i'm I know that my grandfather's proud of me.
3: <laughs> I think the most important thing for Throat singing for me is to bring back what the people and the generations before me couldn't.
2: I can tell I'm or- we are already making a change. We- we're doing as much as we can to bring our culture back but also keep it alive. <laughs> For Drift, I'm Elizabeth Jimenez.
0: Seeing and hearing isn't always believing, but I hope you'll enjoy listening to our next piece about a mysterious cat.
4: distinctly when we pulled up to that, that cage and our driver said look we've got, we've got a jaguarundi and I remember thinking a what? And I looked at it and I thought that can't be a cat.
0: The jaguarundi. It's a wild cat found anywhere from the muggy rainforests of South America to the thorny shrublands of northern Mexico. And in over 15 years of working with exotic cats, Monica Morrison has only seen one on a trip to Mexico.
4: It is about the size of a house cat, maybe slightly larger, and it's a solid color cat, can vary in coloration from reddish-brown to a dark gray, and uh, has a a very long sleek body, small head, long tail.
0: The Jaguarundi is listed as an endangered species by the federal and Texas governments. But endangered most likely means extirpated, because there hasn't been a confirmed sighting in the U.S. since 1986, when a Jaguarundi was found dead on the side of the road in Brownsville, Texas. But some Texans aren't so convinced.
4: (laughs) Well, I'm laughing because I get emails to our website, our Texas Native Cats website, on a periodic basis. I won't say it's too frequent, but if i had to say there was one cat that people claim they have seen more than any other it's it's the jaguarundi
0: texas native cats morrison's organization gets reports from people who've said they've seen jaguarundis as far north as tyler or dallas
4: but nobody ever has a photo nobody ever has a scat sample nobody ever has a footprint i think it's kind of like you know the the chupacabra mystique or the even the loch ness monster okay but nobody offers up any proofs. So.
0: The jaguarundi lacks the mountain lion's size or the ocelot's eye-popping pattern, but the jaguarundi, an animal that looks so familiar yet is also so alien, indulges the restless imagination.
4: But you know, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to upset people. I don't want to insult them. But um, I, I ended up getting some photos off the web of river otters. And I sent it to him, and I said, "Could this be perhaps what you've been seeing?"
0: It's unclear how much of a historical presence the jaguarundi had in Texas, but human activity and competition with other predators make a return to the Lone Star state increasingly unlikely.
4: So in Rio Grande Valley, you've got um, human disturbance, loss of loss of habitat, habitat fragmentation. They have to compete with the bobcat.
0: The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service created a jaguarundi recovery plan in 2013 with the goal of establishing a population of 500 Gulf Coast jaguarundis by 2050. But because the jaguarundi is considered extirpated in the U.S., the plan's success depends on the availability of funds and on the government's cooperation with Mexico.
4: I remember reading that and getting really excited and I was down at uh, Laguna Tuscosa National Wildlife Refuge which was part of their, their habitat. And I was talking to a ranger there with Fish and Wildlife Services and I was so excited and I said, well, this is great, so how is this coming? And she said, oh, we haven't started on it.
0: The Jaguarundi may never return to Texas. Some say it never left. But whatever the truth is might not actually matter to those who are willing to suspend their own disbelief, even if just for the flick of a cat's tail imagination
4: is a powerful thing. It certainly is. It <laughs> certainly is, yes. If you believe it hard enough by George, it'll be true.
0: If you are interested in learning more about Texas Native Cats, Monica Morrison's organization, go check it out at texasnativecats.org. Thank you, Monica, for your help with this. For on by Drift, I'm Will Brooks. For today's final segment, producer Chloe Landau discusses sound, nostalgia, and hope.
5: I'm far from home. 1762 miles to be exact. I'm reminded of this before I even open my eyes. I know where I am from the silence. Silence is a nice thing to wake up to for many. But I'm used to the busy New York streets. Where I start my days to the sound of a bus revving up to make a turn down my narrow street. And sounds of mothers hurrying their children to school. Let's go. Keep em moving. And my brother clumsily banging pans in the kitchen trying to make an elaborate breakfast. How am I supposed to tolerate the silence here? A reminder of being alone. When I'm used to being surrounded by so much life. Maybe I'm just not where the sound is. I'm on a mission to find new sounds, new experiences, and a new life here in Austin, Texas. The live music capital of the world. I will seek the sounds of this new city, a different city, and embrace it for the city that it is. The city that will sing, drum, and riff.
0: Thank you for listening to our first episode of Ramble On by Drift, a publication of the University of Texas at Austin. We can't thank you enough. We've worked really hard on this, Chloe, Ale, Elizabeth, and me, and we're so thankful to have you as our very first listeners. We hope you'll tune in next time. The Ramble On title theme, Haunted Dreams, is by producer Ale Gavilanes. Other music in this episode includes music by Blue Dot Sessions. You can check out those links below. Today's episode was produced by me, Will Brooks, Elizabeth Jimenez, Chloe Landau, and Ale Gablanes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.